One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we have a crazy story of an entitled parent taking a dog. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, entitled mother lets kid eat weighted food before paying and expects me to let her break the silly store policy. I've been working as a cashier at a local grocery store for a while now, and I thought I'd seen everything. But this past Saturday, I encountered an entitled mother that left me both frustrated and baffled. Here's what went down. The store had a flurry of customers, due to it being the day right before the Super Bowl. I'm manning a 14 items or less register right in front of the hot food section, which is always a hot spot for customers seeking a quick bite. At my store, the hot food is weighted so that a customer can choose how much food they want depending on how hungry they are. Sounds straightforward, right? Apparently not for everyone. In comes Entitled Mother with her son, around 7 or 8 years old, happily digging into a container of hot food that's clearly half empty by now. They approach my register, the son's still eating, and I brace myself for the conversation I know I'll have to initiate. As I'm scanning their items, I leave the hot food for last, mentioning, I'll need to weigh this, please. Entitled Mother dismissively waves off my comment. Oh, my little angel was just so famished I had to let him start. Just weigh what's left, darling. I'm trying to keep my professional cool here. I'm really sorry, but we need to charge for the hot food before it's consumed. Since it's been partially eaten, it's difficult to charge accurately now. You'd think I had just declared war. Entitled Mother's demeanor shifts as she launches into a rage. This is absolutely absurd. My baby is hungry and you're telling me you'd rather have a child starve than break a silly store policy? What kind of monster are you? Feeling the situation slipping, I suggest, let me call a service leader to see what we can do about this. As we wait for my service leader, Entitled Mother doesn't miss a beat, turning to her son. Don't worry, sweetie. Mommy's going to make sure you get to eat. These mean people won't understand how hungry you are, but I do. My service leader arrives, and after I quickly explain the situation, he turns to Entitled Mother with a calm yet firm stance, reiterating the policy, and suggesting that, in the future, she should consider paying for the food first to avoid any issues. Entitled Mother is not having it. This is unbelievable. You are all completely unreasonable. I'm trying to take care of my child here, and you are all heartless she exclaims. Turning back to her son, she coos, It's okay, baby. We won't come back here where the bad people don't let you eat when you're hungry. With that, she leaves the cart behind, full of cold items that need to be put back quickly, and leaving the half-eaten hot food behind, and storms out, proclaiming over her shoulder about how we've lost a customer, and she'll be telling all of her friends about our cruel policies. My service leader thanks me for trying to handle it well, and we both have a good laugh about the situation. The rest of my day was a blur of scanning items and greeting customers, but my mind kept replaying the encounter, astonished at the lengths some parents will go to baby their children, even to the detriment of understanding and respecting simple rules and merchandise. Honestly, I think the simple way to solve for issues like this in the future is just, if you start eating from your container and we can't accurately charge you for what you actually took, we're just going to charge you for the maximum that you can fit in that container. Like, you should just have a preset default amount for the container alone. Our next story is, my entitled mother showed up at my doorstep months ago and then wrote me a letter. I've been no contact with both my parents, especially my egg donor. She made my upbringing horrible. 
She was abusive verbally, physically, and emotionally, especially after the birth of my first child. I moved to another country, cut contact, and moved on with my life. I spent a year in therapy going through a lot of emotional distress trying to sort the pieces of why I was treated so poorly and was actually able to let go of the pain and anger I held and move on with my family, the family I built, the family I'll protect from her. During my therapy sessions is when I realized she was a narcissist with a victim complex. Also, she was jealous of me. Probably sounds crazy, but it made sense when you understand she had me young, 18 or 19, didn't have a childhood or teenage life. So watching me reap the benefits that my father provided me irk her a lot. All my clothing would always look fat on me or all the electronics I got, I didn't deserve it because I didn't earn it, etc. This is just to explain how painful my life was with her. One of my horror dreams was opening the front door of my home and seeing her. I would always wake up panicking at that moment. A few months ago, after almost two and a half years of absolute no contact, my horror dream happened. I went to my door thinking my husband was home and locked himself out, and it was her. I couldn't believe this woman had the audacity to come here. I slammed the door, called my husband to come home, and he dealt with it because I didn't even want to acknowledge her. She wouldn't leave my front door. She kept knocking and ringing the bell. He comes home and says to her, I'm watching from my window because what the heck? You ever heard of calling? Then I couldn't hear anything else and eventually she left. I didn't call the police because, well, my husband's family are my rocks and they would have all showed up ready to kick them all out. But thankfully she left with her friend and I didn't have to talk to her or acknowledge her. The letter? I got the letter last week. There is a lot I would want to say and tell you, but I'm satisfied with writing this. That everything I say in every letter I write is to express my love I have, and every phrase in this letter is what I feel for you. There isn't a day I don't think of you and hope that God takes care of you. I hope one day you forgive me for not being the mom you deserve. I want you to know that you're always in my heart, and I hope one day I'll see you, even if it's from afar, I'll be happy. Take care, big hug, hope you have the best in life, and my heart will be waiting for your forgivingness. Narc Egg Donor still manages to write and think about herself. Nothing ever changes. It's okay though, my family will be my sanity and my peace. As long as I'm with them and continue living my life, they can't ever hurt me. It's just so easy after the fact, after all they've done when there's no real responsibility, for them to pop up and say, oh I've always cared about you, all I want is the best for you, I hope I can be in your life now. Good on OP for shutting that door in their face, and honestly doing whatever they can to never look back. Our next story is, am I the jerk or is my entitled dad? He read it, today I just want to vent and ask for advice on how to charge my dad for helping him do paperwork and make bill payments just so I could pay rent and not feel bad. Here's some background, I'm 28 year old female and still live with my parents rent free. My dad does neither write, read, nor speak English. So I help him out with filling out basic paperwork. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. ...in making online payments. It's his money, I just help him do the process. Normally, I would be in the middle of studying or doing my college work, and he would come in and expect me to drop what I'm doing just to help him, which this prevents me from getting any of my work done. And if I refuse, or if he sees that I'm not working on his stuff, then he calls me out and threatens to charge me rent or kick me out. I don't know if I'm being inconsiderate or not. If I'm not, I want to start charging my dad, but I don't know how to go about it. Should I make a contract? How much should I charge? What should I put in the contract? Any advice would be appreciated. I mean, when you're living with your parents at 28 rent-free, it's hard to say, well, they're trying to inconvenience me in some ways and I want to start charging them for little things. I mean, you start charging him for that, he'll probably want to start charging you for living there. I would just try to go down the route of being honest about how you do need to prioritize this thing that is ideally going to set your future up and maybe try to like formalize more of a time to set aside for that kind of stuff. If you have this agreed upon time where, okay, I will help you with this during this time, then hopefully everything's square. Our next story is my 20 year old male mom still wants to run my life and shape me into her ideal son. So for context, I live with my girlfriend in an apartment that's half an hour away from my mom's place. I moved out with tears in my eyes, not because I was upset for leaving, but because I was happy to leave that place. I always dreaded my mom because of all the things she would limit me from doing and all the things she didn't like about me. I like Machine Gun Kelly's music. She trashed my music taste, saying that I only listen to Predator music. I listen to MJ, Eminem, Post Malone, MGK, 44 Phantom, and so on. I had insecurities about my body hair. 
She would give me the nickname Chewbacca and would yell if I got upset about it. As you can see, a bunch of things I'm glad I was able to leave behind. It's been around two months since I'd moved out and she still finds ways to trash talk me or berate me. I painted my nails the first night I was out to celebrate, something she hates with a burning passion, and showed it off on social media. She instantly came at me talking crap about how I'm turning girly and shouldn't be doing that. She uses my sisters to try and make them ask questions about if I'm getting my nails done or if I'm doing something she doesn't approve of. It's only been two months, two freaking months, and she's still doing this. It's frustrating that even after moving out and living with my girlfriend, she still wants to monitor and watch my every move. I have pictures I'm going to post that she and my sisters have said to me a few days ago, as well as her spamming my IG DMs. Stay tuned for those, I guess. I mean, I think this is the point where you go no contact with her, and honestly, if your sisters are just being familial PIs, probably time to go no contact with them too. This next story is, entitled Mother Wants Us to Drop $3,000 on a Trip We Can't Afford. I'm going to keep some of the details intentionally vague, just in case my in-laws run into this. For context, a few months ago, me, 24-year-old female, and my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, briefly spoke to my in-laws, his mom, dad, and brother, about making a trip to North Carolina this summer for a big sports event. After that conversation, they never mentioned it again, so I figured we weren't doing it. We budgeted our 2024 trips in advance, with a budget of about $6,000 and two weeks of PTO for me. Well, we get more from a trip this weekend, and my mother-in-law says she booked an Airbnb for these dates, only about four months away. She decided she wanted to have a family reunion, and she'd already worked out the dates with her family in the area. I told her we hadn't really discussed it, and I wasn't sure if we could afford it. She proceeds to launch into a huge guilt trip. The top hits include, Well, I already told them you were both coming. It's only $1,500 per person. You can always make more money. What were you going to spend that money on anyway? To my boyfriend, you haven't even met most of my family. In relation to father-in-law who is recovering from cancer? Well, who knows how long we'll have him around to do this kind of stuff with. Father-in-law has never even met mother-in-law's family in the 30-plus years they've been married. Immediately, I told her that her boyfriend and I needed to have a discussion and make sure this was feasible financially and on such short notice. Yesterday, she told him she's planning to book the flight soon. He told her she had better not book flights for us without talking to us first. She's now sulking and acting hurt that we won't drop what we're doing and spend money we don't have to go to this event. What? Would I be the jerk if I straight up told my boyfriend I don't think we should go? Edit, my boyfriend and I have discussed this in private, and I expressed that I didn't like feeling guilted into a trip I'm not prepared to take this year. I told him I'd love to go, just not this year. I expressed how frustrated I was feeling, like she made this plan, and just expected us to go along because she knows he doesn't want to hurt her feelings. He echoed my sentiments and has said he isn't ready to make a decision yet because it feels like he loses either way. We have an appointment next week with our therapist to talk it through. Update 1, thank you all for your mostly supportive and helpful advice. Since we got together, the goal has always been to empower each other to seek everything we want for ourselves. For him, that means encouraging him to speak up for what he wants, regardless of who gets upset, including me. Even if it means he does something I don't agree with, I prefer that to him stifling his voice just to keep me happy as that makes me no better than his family. My time in therapy and my family has empowered me to set boundaries and speak up for myself as an adult. 
while his never did. So I keep that in mind and have compassion for him. In that spirit, I went to him last night and said I wouldn't be going. I told him that while I'd love to go, this is not the year to do it since I'm not willing to pull money out of other budgets and I don't want to go arrears on my PTO. I also said I felt now was a time to establish a hard boundary, that if his mom wants me included in these things, this is not the way to do it. That attempting to guilt trip me only made me less willing to go because it honestly feels like crap. He agreed and said he thinks next year would be a better time to do it, and he hates that his mom used guilt, especially considering those tactics still work on him. In a surprising twist, he talked to father-in-law about it, who actually agreed with us. This is rare, as his dad is also big on pushing boyfriend to do things he doesn't want to when it suits his father-in-law's desires. Father-in-law agreed that it wasn't enough time to plan, and he doesn't want boyfriend taking yet another week away from the family business. Father-in-law wants to adjust the plans to make it a trip just for him and mother-in-law, and we can all go as a family next year. Boyfriend was extremely relieved to have support from another member of the family on this, since it will help bolster support when we have the conversation with mother-in-law. Now all that's left to do is to have that tough conversation, and he wants to talk with my therapist about how we can have that conversation in a respectful and loving way while still sticking up for him and me. We'll update on the results of that next week. Thanks again for all the thoughts, even the ones who disagreed. But for those of y'all scoffing because I employ the use of a therapist, y'all need therapy. Opie was really getting flack for going to therapy? I guess that just goes to show that people will complain just about on any side of things. Our next story is, first time doing something together with my dad and brother, suddenly he goes with other people and leaves us behind. I thought it would be a good and fun idea to go to a football game with my dad and brother, since we'd never done anything together, never. I paid for all the tickets because I was so happy to finally do something together. Out of nowhere, my dad told me to sell the ticket because he's going with someone else, even though he agreed to go with us months in advance. Me and my brother are really upset with him. He doesn't care. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. And just told me to sell the ticket. He shows no remorse no excuse. He just wants to go with people he never sees instead of his two sons. Well, as much as it hurts, I think in one way he kind of did you a favor. Now you know how things are. Now you know that going forward, it's just not worth it to try to make plans with him. The one time you do, and especially something like going to a football game together is pretty awesome, he just blows you off like it's nothing. This next story is, bought a house because of my mom and she's not getting a job. So I'm ticked and I've been trying not to take my anger out of my mother, but it's getting to a point I'm about to explode. So since I was about 20, I've been telling my mom I want to move out and do things on my own. Every time she sucked me back in with the whole, why move out before you find a career that supports you? Save your money, yada yada yada. And that part is my fault for allowing her to reel me back in. I was saving for a bit, but I was in a car accident a couple of years ago that took my savings. We lived in a crappy area where crime was super high, so she put the house on the market and pretty much convinced me to buy a house somewhere better. 
She hasn't worked since 2018 and she's been talking about going back to work, but she never does. My cousin moved in with us and was paying a third of the bills and he up and left about two months ago. She doesn't contribute to the mortgage, one bill, nothing. I'm paying for everything and I really cannot afford it. I make decent money, but I can't support myself, my fully capable of going to work mom, brother, the mortgage, her cigarette addiction, grocery shopping, a wedding coming up. I'm 28 years old and I'm trying not to be a jerk, but I feel like I'm being stretched so thin and getting nothing in return. Every time I ask her about jobs, she says nothing looks interesting to her and there's nothing out there. She told me she wants an easy schmo job because she's just going back to working, but she somehow wants good pay like that actually exists. I'm ripping my hair out over here, losing sleep, am very mentally unstable, and I just want to finally relax without worrying about if this house is going to go under in my name. I'm slowly stopping payments on my stuff, like I canceled my gym membership, I don't have Amazon Prime anymore, my Audible, I'm thinking of letting go of Spotify. I don't want to live like this. I didn't even want to get a house with her to begin with, but I felt guilty not doing it. I don't want to not pay and be a freeloader. I just want things to be split like I was originally promised. What is the step forward for OP if it's not selling the house, letting everybody just try to figure it out for themselves, and really focusing on OP living their life at this point? Like at 28 years old, how much more time do you want to burn just having your life dedicated to this situation? This next story is, parent thinks accident is my fault, accusing me of touching her child. This may be slightly underdetailed or missing detail as this happened about a day ago. Context, I was at a roller skating rink, and as I'm decent at skating, I was going pretty fast. On that specific session, it was quite packed and crowded on the rink. So, as I'm going at a decent speed, a kid cuts directly in front of me from the middle to the barrier. As I mentioned before, it was quite packed, so to avoid people at the time, I was next to the barrier. As I was moving in that direction, I couldn't turn away from her as there wasn't enough room, which is the same reason I couldn't stop, so I tried and stopped myself from fully slamming into her, but I still bashed into her a bit hard. As I was stopping, I looked to see if she was okay, while saying sorry as she went out of view because of all the people. Luckily, because it happened right next to the barrier, she managed not to fall. The accusation, skipping to later in the session, I get a cramp, so I go off the rink to sit down. Then the entitled parent who actually had the Karen haircut comes over and starts having a go at me for touching her child and leaving a mark. I say something like, she cut directly in front of me and I was stopping myself from slamming into her. She then says that because I'm bigger than her, I should have avoided it. So I then say something along the lines of, what else do you want me to do? Nothing and slam into her? The parent responded by saying she'd been skating for 40 years and I was half tempted to say back, then you should know accidents happen. But I resisted. Instead I said, tell your child not to cut directly in front of people. To which she threatened to tell the workers what I'd done, which she never did. This wouldn't have done anything as there's a big sign on the walls telling you to skate at your own risk, and the cameras would show the child cutting in front of me. After this, she storms off telling me to never touch her children again, to which I respond with a sentence going over the previous points I made as she stormed off. Side note, I also saw her looking as if she was telling her friends about what I'd done for about 10 minutes, but it could have been a normal conversation, but then she gets on skates and proceeds to stand at the barrier talking for about another 10 minutes, which if she'd been skating for 40 years, as she mentioned before, she should know that isn't allowed. 
That's just a classic Karen story right there. Really kind of the person where you're just never going to win having to have any kind of exchange with them. I think you just have to accept with somebody like that, you're in the wrong, you're the jerk to them, and honestly, after venting about it and letting it out, you just let it go because it's not worth it. Our next story is, my 24-year-old female parents are still trying to control me as an adult. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18 to go to college. Since then, I've been living on my own with very minimal financial support from them. I covered all the costs of college on my own. They pay for my phone bill and they own my car, but otherwise, I am totally financially independent. I now have a full-time job and live across the country, and yet, they still treat me like a child. I thought it had gotten better. They came to visit last month, and they were acting so laid back, I almost could not believe it. My dad, who screamed at me on my 21st birthday for ordering one single margarita, drank with me. I thought my luck had finally turned, and they were calming down. I now think it might have been a freak occurrence. My long-distance boyfriend is planning to visit this weekend. It's a new relationship, but we've been best friends for years, so I know him very well. I mentioned to my mother that he wanted to come visit, and she made a comment about him getting a hotel. Now, my parents are very conservative, religious, and old-fashioned. However, to expect me to ask my boyfriend to stay in a hotel when he's flying across the country to see me? That's insane. I did not want it to come to a point of me needing to cut contact with them, but I'm wondering if that might actually be the best option. It's an extreme choice, but I refuse to continue living in fear. I can't do that anymore. All I want is for them to treat me like the adult I am. I'll be 25 in a few months. There is no excuse at this point. I'm so fed up and exhausted, and honestly, I'm tired of having panic attacks and crying over it. If you've got advice, I'd love to hear it. I think OP has to be able to assert themselves, especially if they're in a situation where they're not living with their parents or they're not like specifically dependent on them. At 24 years old, you're adult enough to absolutely assert your rights and what you're doing with your life. And especially if they're visiting you and they're trying to insist another visitor should go get a hotel, you especially should assert yourself. Our next story is, my entitled mother just took my dog saying I don't deserve her and to earn her back. Title says it, today around 2 o'clock I had 12 missed calls from entitled mother. I was about to call her back to see what she wanted when I hear a loud banging knock on my door. I open the door just for my entitled mother to barge in and demand I give her my dog because I don't deserve her. Of course, I'm panicking having my anxiety kick in and my dog knowing people yelling, screaming and cursing at me was an anxiety trigger. She went to try and comfort me. Of course, that ticked my entitled mother off, and she grabbed my dog very roughly, and I told her to leave my dog alone, and she said, Well, this isn't your dog anymore. I said, Yeah, she is. Get out of my house now. She said, That's it. I'm finding her a home. I said, No, you're not. She's my dog. She said, Well, you have one week to earn her back, or she goes to the pound. Like, I'm beyond ticked right now. Can I press charges on her for taking my dog? OP should be calling the cops literally ASAP, especially if OP has any easy way to show that that dog is yours, like if the dog is microchipped, or I'm gonna assume you at least have like pictures and pictures of the dog, some way for the cops just to be able to tell, yeah, this is somebody's dog that they stole. Dogs are considered property and you can't just steal somebody else's belongings. Our next story is, my narcissistic mother is trying to take my dog over air freshener. Update, this happened the other day and is the bullcrap reason to why my mom took my dog. 
So an insurance person was coming to my new house, and my house smelled like dog and body odor, so I decided to spray some Febreze and I may have overdid it, but to my defense I aired out my house after the insurance person left, but the smell was still very strong, and I reeked of it. My poor support staff was allergic to downy air freshener and Tide, poor lady. Then staff took me home because her Steven Johnson reaction. Then yesterday, I woke up around noon and took the dog outside, of course around 2pm. I had 12 missed calls from Entitled Mother. Not even 5 minutes later, I hear a loud demanding banging on my camper door, and I told whoever was on the other side to wait. Well, when I opened the door, my entitled mother barged in and demanded I put my dog on the leash because she was taking my dog to her house. Because I didn't answer the phone and my dog was in danger. Of course, I tried to stop her and she said I had a week to earn her back, whatever that means. Anyways, I've gotten my old CPS lawyer and my waiver caseworker involved. Thank you to all the people who have opened my eyes. I'm going no contact for a few days and buying cameras and getting the strongest internet I can. Well, I mean, it's good that OP got a lawyer and a caseworker involved, but honestly, I'm still wanting to see them just go straight to the authorities. Like, especially when she's like, you only have a week. This is OP's personal property. This isn't something you, like, lawyer up for. This is something you tell the cops, hey, she stole this property from me. Can you help me get it back? The best part of this is this is a walking, barking, breathing piece of property. So it makes the job for the cops surely so much easier. Our next story is, my entitled mother preaches to me about weight loss. Strap in, this is a long story. I was here a few months ago with how my mother was keeping me from leaving and pursuing my education my own way. Now I'm back and with more fuel to the fire. I, 16-year-old female, am 5'6", 86 kilograms. I'm on the chubby side, but definitely not dramatically overweight. I am active. My doctor says I'm healthy. I've struggled with EDs and body issues since I was 11 years old. About 8 months ago, I found a YouTuber who really inspired me to get fitter and still have the freedom to eat and do what I want in moderation. She was really what helped me with my body image and I've began recovery. I've gained weight where I was 73 kilograms 7 months ago. Since I started gaining weight and eating more, my mother, 49-year-old female, has been making comments on my body, my weight, posture, peach size, telling me to lose weight when I can't fit into my clothes I've had since I was 13, telling me that my generation is so obese and unhealthy. I eat pretty clean. I go on runs and I walk to work every day as well as yoga. By this time last year, I was iron and B12 deficient, skinny, dizzy, and fainting. Today I was cooking in the kitchen making a salad with chicken, bacon, lettuce, cucumber, lemon juice, parmesan, carrot and tomato. My mother looked over my shoulder and said, oh that smells nice. I personally wouldn't eat it, too many calories, but good for you not caring if you gain weight. I brushed it off and just smiled. Later that night around dinner, I went to serve myself the pasta she had cooked. She looked at me and said, Honey, seriously, you had that salad already. You need to get your weight under control. I lost it. I told her that just because she starved herself doesn't mean I want to anymore and that I've been the healthiest I've been since I was 12. She denies having an ED but brags about eating nothing for two whole days. She started crying. My father, who was sitting in the room, said, Don't shame your mother because you can't handle her trying to help you. He's an obese 48-year-old with a beer belly. The shaming started at the beginning with shy comments about how fast I was gaining weight since I was eating more and have now evolved to this. I'm seriously starting to go back downhill. I think often about how much weight I've gained and my self-esteem has plummeted. 
update bravo at all the people shaming my weight and BMI in the comments. BMI is a stupid thing. My doctor even said so herself. I am not obese. I'm on hormonal birth control and antidepressants that also make me grow weight. You are all people who cause damage to people's progress. Would you all rather me be a skinny person with health issues because I'm starving, or let me do it the healthy way because it's not your body? To those saying my mother is trying to help, she is not. She is a pot addict. She is on at least 30 different medications, including antidepressants and BPD meds. She is mentally unwell. Not to mention she's 42 kilograms at 5 foot 8, which sounds pretty unhealthy to me, unless you all want to get your BMI trackers up and running. I do not binge food when I'm sad. It's the opposite. I don't eat. So good on all of you for shaming a teenager with an ED and body issues about her weight over a Reddit post she made because her mother is a mentally ill individual backed up by my fat father to make me feel like crap. I beg you, look at my other posts. See the other crazy crap she's pulled. Also remember, genetics play a fact. I feel for OP because if there is one topic where you are always going to get absolute trolls or people who are literally only there to make you feel bad about yourself, it is anything to do about weight. If you post or have any kind of comment anywhere about weight on any kind of social media, there is almost always going to be some person, at least one, that pops in and is like, 54 pounds at 6 foot 7? You could still lose a little. I mean, you want to talk about a topic that triggers the trolls to appear? That's almost always going to be one. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.